0: What's going on everybody, it's your girl Rokita, right here back at you again on the On Stage Plus TV network, ready to bring you some brand new highlights, yes, that's right, the new NFL season has started, 2022-2023, season is finally here, week one has come and gone, and we are now talking football again, Oh my goodness, you just don't even know how excited I am. Excited to be here with y'all. I hope you are excited to be here with me. Uh, I'd like to first say thank you for joining me here. Uh, You will find me here on the OnStage Plus TV network. And you can find the OnStage Plus TV network on any major local streaming site, Amazon, uh, Roku, Hulu, you will find them. And then you will find me giving you the latest highlights and updates for this coming NFL season. That's right. It's been a long, long off season. I don't know what to do with myself when football season is not here. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I am though. I did watch the finals. I watched the Warriors win, but uh, again, I'm a football fan, so I'm excited. I've just been waiting for this time to come, and now here we are week one has already come and gone already and i gotta say i think we started and ended week one with a bang of course we had some phenomenal games played all around all across the league i seen jerseys everywhere people everywhere ready to watch some football so i hope y'all are ready I hope you're ready to dig into this because we got some catching up to do. We got some current stuff to talk about. So I'm gonna need you to hop on board, pay attention. Come on over, let's get started over here in Rose Corner and get these highlights. All right, so look, it does feel like it's been pretty long. The off season was really long. You know exactly how long? It was 219 days ago that we actually watched the last official pro football game. 219 days ago, folks. Yep. That was back in February where we seen the Los Angeles Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56, 23 to 20. Yes. That was a good game. You know, that whole season last season was a phenomenal season. Uh, it was a historical season. We've seen teams like the Cincinnati Bengals that hadn't been into a postseason football game in years, make the playoffs. We had teams that we didn't think were going to make the playoffs, teams that we thought would make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs. So I got to tell you, this season, woo, this season's got a lot to live up to because last season did it. Last season completely rocked, okay? Last season. Cincinnati Bengals Rams that was the last game nonetheless football season is here I'm ready to talk football you know I got to talk about a couple of our Cali teams my Cali teams I'm a Cali girl if you don't know that already so yeah sometimes I throw Cali in there quite a bit and I apologize because I got people that are always like oh you always talk about Cali teams my team is Tennessee it's so, okay I get it but this is Rose Corner that means you're getting highlights my way <laughs> So I may talk about your team. I may not talk about your team. I might talk about scores. I might talk about kickers. I may talk about stuff on the field and off the field. I may not even be talking about a game in particular. However, you will always hear me talking about football. Something about football. So we are going to talk about a couple Cali teams. We also going to talk about a couple, you know, quarterbacks. Uh, lots of new quarterbacks and lots of quarterbacks on new teams new quarterbacks, new quarterbacks on new teams. Okay, we had a lot of trades that happened off season. Oh my God, a lot of trades. We had uh, vacant head coaches positions at the end of last season. So uh, this season, I feel like that's a pretty tough start to catch up with how last season did. Okay, but I think it'll happen. I think this season is going to be a great season as well. And if I can judge that based on that first season opening game, week one Thursday night I know you know what game I'm talking about because those two teams probably should have been in the Super Bowl last year but I don't want to give it away just yet we will talk about that okay but first first stay with me now uh we do have a little bit of catching up to do okay because I think the last time we talked uh, there were multiple things going on, um, you know, on-field drills, mini camps had just been starting, you know, trades were still being worked out, contracts had not been worked out. So there was actually some stuff going on. One particular situation that I spoke on a couple of times because it drug out the whole entire offseason as well was the case with uh, Deshaun Watson. So that's where we're going to start. We were in the middle of that the last time we spoke. Uh, When we spoke last time or when I spoke last time, Deshaun Watson was in the middle of an investigation. And so uh, what happened for those of you that may not know Deshaun Watson, former quarterback of the Houston Texans, uh, was charged back in March of 2021 of over 20 cases of sexual assault. Okay. So that alone violated the NFL's misconduct policy. So he was charged and these were cases and accusations that were made between March of like 2020 to 2021 um, when he was going to go visit massage massage parlors um, or massage therapists, should I say. And so that pretty much drug out. But I think what stuck out to me about it the most, and I didn't really understand it, was the fact that the Cleveland Browns picked him up in the middle of the investigation. I mean, look, the Houston's were like, hey, deuces, we're down with this. We don't even want no parts of this. Uh, We'll give you over to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns says, we will take you. We will not just take you, but we will take you in the middle of your investigation, knowing you may not play. And we're also gonna offer you a five-year contract worth $230 million because you may not play. Yeah. I was blown away by that. Really didn't kind of understand. Look, I know Cleveland needed a quarterback because what y'all did to my boy Baker Mayfield, he wasn't coming back. And that's, that was guaranteed. He was not coming back. So you needed a quarterback. You got a quarterback. You weren't really sure. Fast forward. Okay. He was charged. The punishment stood. He will be playing, but he'll be playing in week 13. That's right. You won't even see him. Deshaun Watson will be serving an 11-game suspension, which, by the way, came after his initial punishment of only missing six games, which was insane. There was no monetary fine or anything. The NFL wanted Watson actually suspended the entire season. The entire season. Didn't happen, you know, pretty much around the league. It was like, look, uh, his punishment was that similar to many that have had similar charges going on. Didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but here we see it. He will be playing week 13 and also paying a $5 million fine. So he did get fined for that. Okay. Um, that was the last time that I think we actually did some updates was what was going on with Deshaun Watson, but uh nonetheless uh, let's move on from Deshaun Watson because he's not even playing right now he actually he can't even come towards the facility the practice facility till week 10 so he has to stay away from everything um up until week 10 of football which hey we'll see what happens but I gotta say let's start with that game then the Cleveland Browns they won Jacoby Brissett Brissett Jacoby Brissett backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns got them a victory. Okay. He did what he did. 18 completed passes out of 34. 147 yards. One touchdown. Um, but you know, they played the Carolina Panthers. And not to say much, but they played the Carolina Panthers. Which, here we see them playing his former team, Baker Mayfield. He is now the new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. They have signed him. They said we want him. He is there. So I talked about quarterbacks that were matching up. We have new quarterbacks playing this season as well as quarterbacks on new teams. And here we see Baker Mayfield on a completely different team, the Carolina Packers. So he actually ran in for a touchdown that game. Yeah, seven-yard touchdown, ran ran right up the middle, actually. (laughs) Uh, Not even sure how that happened, but it happened. So look. Um, big ups to Baker Mayfield. I wish him nothing but the best with the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, the Panthers are going to need quite a bit, a little more than Baker Mayfield to, um, be an effective football team. But I think slowly but surely they're trying to put some pieces together and, uh, we will see if that even happens for them. So there you have it. That's the first game, Cleveland Brown and the, um, Carolina Panthers just played. Uh, all right. Yeah, enough about them. Enough about Cleveland, Watson, all of them. This show is sponsored by the Sean Rayford Experience. Sean Rayford has had an ongoing love affair with the sax, and the way his musical talent has impacted so many people over the years of live performing there is no doubt that the title of his full-length, highly anticipated album would be known as Man with a Horn. And the spark that created Man with the Horn, as well as many of its unique tracks, was a text message that Sean received from Derek D.O.A. Allen, a renowned bassist and producer amongst pop, R&B, and contemporary jazz artists such as Prince, Janet Jackson, Brian Colbertson, Toby Mac, and Lionel Richie, just to name a few. So whether he is the main attraction, or he's opening up for performers such as singers, rappers, comedians, or even spoken word artists, Sean Rayford's presence is the centerpiece of any presentation, highlighting his artistry, his enthusiasm, and showmanship as well as his ability to be able to uh, perform and express himself within a multitude of genres. You can get the Man With The Horn album on any streaming major platforms. For booking or interviews, please reach out to Sean at seanrayfordsax at gmail.com. Or you can visit the website at www dot Sean Rayford sacks.com that's Sean Rayford s-a-x dot com quarterback another quarterback that I think showed up and showed out as he has always done though okay this quarterback uh, this quarterback's been talked about for the last couple years and I gotta say when I watched this team last year I did feel bad because on Rose Corner, when I'm giving them to you my way, I didn't talk about this team too much. And if you notice, I didn't talk about this team until about week 9 to 11 when I seen what they were doing and kind of inching out. And hey, that's my bad. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I'm always stuck on the Cali teams. But that is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. That's right. Look, by week 10, I was like, hey, y'all better move on over. Y'all better watch out because Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are legit. They played the Los Angeles Rams and whooped their tails 31 to 10, which I think was an amazing way to start off. We won a football Thursday night, Buffalo Bills, LA Rams, because truth be told, that's who should have been in the Super Bowl. Yep, I said it. The Buffalo Bills, I think they were the better team. I think they beat Kansas last year. Um, I understand what happened in the double overtime, which caused Kansas City to proceed instead of the Buffalo Bills. But the Buffalo Bills were the better team, hands down. Say what you want. You can fight me on it if you want. But they were that team. And they showed that playing the LA Rams. Yeah, this is exactly how that game would have been. I'm telling you, the Buffalo Bills looked amazing Thursday night. Ken Dorsey, the chemistry between him and Josh Allen is like butter. I mean, it just melts and goes together. You know, butter just kind of goes with everything. But that's what it is with them. Ken Dorsey, first year offensive coordinator with the Buffalo Bills, but has been Josh Allen's quarterback for like the last three years. He's been the quarterback coach. quarterback coach. And so now you see him completely take over the offensive line. And when I say that team was solid, that team was solid. Josh Allen completed 26 of 31 passes, 297 yards, three touchdowns. Okay. Completely shut down the Los Angeles Rams. They just couldn't get anything going. They really just could not get anything going. So, I mean, Matthew Stafford didn't look bad, okay? He didn't look bad, he didn't play horrible. He had 29 completed passes out of 41, 240 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup scored the only touchdown. And after that, they really just couldn't get anything else going for them, okay? Not only that, they had their ex-player Von Miller on the other side. Von Miller lit them up too. (laughs) So you got Von Miller now on the Buffalo Bills, I'm telling you. This team is going all the way. I truly believe they're going all the way. The Buffalo Bills will be either the Super Bowl champs or in the championship game or NFC champs. Yeah, in the Super Bowl. They will be in the postseason. Let's just say that. Okay, they'll be in the postseason. That's right. So, um, I don't know. NFC, we will definitely see uh, how that works out. But you heard what I said, and you heard it here first in Rose Corner. Sunday came, and let me tell you, Sunday was crazy. I don't know if you were out anywhere in the streets like I happened to be that day. Everywhere was packed with football fans. Everybody had their jerseys on. Everybody was happy and friendly. Football was like the sun. You know when the sun comes out after wintertime, spring, everybody's nice, and oh, the sun, it feels so good. That's exactly how people are with football season, especially when it starts. Now, by the time football season ends, (laughs) everybody's not so friendly because the teams they did so good, but I will say everybody was out on Sunday. I seen jerseys from around the world, all over the place, all over the place, but Sunday was jam packed. I got to say, um, another NFC team that played. Yeah. And of course I got to talk about them because they played my team. And for those of you that don't know, yes, I'm a Cali girl, the 49ers. Okay. I got to talk about them.
1: That's why right. the Chicago
0: Bears played the San Francisco 49ers, and they beat us. They beat us 19-10. They beat us fair and square. Actually, we beat ourselves. I'm just going to say it like that. We beat ourselves because we were leading that game 10-0, okay, by the end of third quarter. Um, and not to mention, though, we beat, our, we beat ourselves, okay, because our O-line broke down. My man Trey Lance running around, trying to save himself. You know, our defensive line didn't do that great either. How you let the team come back in the third and fourth quarter, and then we lose the game. We lose the game. 19-10. We pretty much had two rookie quarterbacks playing each other. Justin Fields. I mean, this is, I know he's not a rookie quarterback as in, you know, year one. This is the second year with the Chicago Bears. And look. Justin Fields is very promising as well. His numbers didn't look too bad. I will say that. Uh, let's see. Justin Fields, 17, 8 out of 17 passes, 121 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, not too bad. Okay. Um, again, we beat ourselves up. Trey Lance, 13 out of 28 passes. I don't know, 164 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. I mean, it was rough. It was kind of rough to watch that second half. And, of course, our only touchdown scored, okay, by the one player. Okay. The one player that the 49ers were willing to get rid of. The one player that just said, hey, pay me. That's all I'm saying. You got me running the ball, catching the ball, blocking you have me doing everything. All I ask is to get paid a little bit more. And that's my man, Debo Samuels. Our only touchdown was scored by Debo Samuels. But y'all was ready to get rid of him. Didn't want to pay the man. All right, so they did. Finally, right before the season started, they offer him a three-year contract extension uh, worth up to $71.5 million. $58 million of that is guaranteed for him. So I don't understand that one, Niners. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to do some. Yeah, yeah. Don't let that happen again, please. When you got a player like Debo Samuels, keep Debo Samuels, okay? Keep him on the team. Thanks. From a 49er fan. <laughs> All right. So moving on. My second Cali team, I am going to talk about them because I have to talk about them. San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. The LA Chargers. I know. Former San Diego Chargers played the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, the Raiders lost that game 24 to 19. Was I surprised? I was a little, I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised by that. Justin Herbert had a good th- game though. He had a real good game. 26 out of 34 completed passes, 279 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he didn't look bad at all. I have to say they started off really, really strong. Uh you know, Carr, uh, didn't play a bad game. Didn't play a horrible game actually at all, I will say. Uh, he had 22 out of 37 completed passes, 295 yards. Uh, but what we seen was my man, Devontae Adams. Mm, yeah, we seen my man. 141 yards. Couldn't be stopped. Couldn't be stopped. Um, so that was a good game as well. I will say, um... I've been a Charger fan. I mean, not fan-fan like that. I'm a football fan. I'm a Justin Herbert fan, I will say that. And they started off so strong last season, okay? Kind of similar to this. I know it's only week one. I mean, we say so much in week one. I feel like we can tell by week one what's going to happen. If you're a football fan, a real football fan, you know, last season a lot of things were kind of unpredictable. By week nine, it was like, ooh, ah, what just happened? But you can kind of sense where things or where teams are going to go or how far they're going to go. At least I feel like I can. And Herbert started off strong, uh, didn't end so strong this past season. I have a feeling they're going to kind of end up the same way because they got some fa- uh, some tough teams to face. So um, I don't know. Justin Herbert, I'm a fan again. Uh, we'll see what happens with that team. But, of course, I had to talk about them because they are another Cali team. All right. No more Cali teams, I promise. Moving on. We'll talk about a different team. Um, we are not going to talk about a team, though, and their quarterback, again, because this is a game of quarterbacks, of course. Yeah, so um, did you watch the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings game? Yeah, I watched it, too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers lost that game, 23-7. to 23-7. to You know what that reminds me of? Last season. Last season, game opener. Do you remember who played? (laughs) The New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. Do you remember the score? 38-3. Last September, (laughs) the Green Bay Packers lost to the New Orleans Saints 38-3. So I guess we can be thankful they didn't lose as bad. But 23-7 to the Minnesota Vikings. Like... Uh, Yeah, that game right there, aside from the fact that Rodgers' team just completely disappointed and broke down, uh, Kirk Cousins did his thing, though. 23 out of uh, 32 completed passes, 277 yards, two touchdowns, Um, but what happened was Green Bay's defense just could not do, they couldn't stop anything. In particular, Justin Jefferson couldn't stop him. At all, two-time Pro Bowler though. I mean, shut it down <laughs> completely for the Green Bay Packers. I just, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure Rodgers. He had, let's see, Aaron Rodgers, little fuzz. He 22 out of 34 passes, 195 yards. Couldn't really get much going after that. But you know, I gotta say, congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings because they played well. They played well. Uh, Green Bay has a history of not doing so well first games, season openers. We've seen that last year. But we are talking about Aaron Rodgers. So if it's one thing we've seen him do is bring a team back and come all the way back to make the playoffs after having a losing start of the season. But for me, it just was a lot going on in the offseason, in these training camps, preseason games. With Aaron Rodgers and his teammates, and that seemed to kind of roll over onto the field—the frustration, um, the incomplete passes, the no one getting open—the just there was a lot. But I watched preseason games as well as the training camps, and I'm telling you, Rodgers was in their stuff. Okay, he already knew going into this. We cannot go into this new season playing like this. We dropping passes, looking sloppy. He is telling his players, y'all are professional players, getting paid. Play like it. He calling meetings. He's just mad the whole entire time. Just mad. But I'm telling you, I don't know. Rogers is a character to me. I mean, he he been wilding out since last season, the toe injury. Toe injury, COVID. Grew his hair out. Got a haircut, by the way. So he just been wilding out. He got a haircut during the summer. So, you know, I think your teammates are probably watching you like, really, Aaron? <laughs> but again, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And what's he going to do? Is he going to retire this season? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I got to tell you, again, he got a haircut. Didn't bring him any luck, though. <laughs> Didn't bring, and by the way, speaking of Aaron Rodgers' haircut, okay, so just quickly, I've seen his haircut on a, on a page that I follow called Behind the Chair. Behindthechair.com is actually a site for hairdressers because I am a licensed hairdresser of over 15 years and his hairstylist was featured on there giving him his haircut. Yes, she did an amazing job. He looked great. He looked very well groomed I love a nice groomed looking man. Not to say men with long hair aren't groomed, but Rogers was looking wild, okay? Great job seeing the haircut. I was happy for that. Okay, maybe he's cleaning up, going to get a little more serious, get it together. But uh, no, that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, he didn't win. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully next week they can put a in that win column uh, because, uh, let's see, they play um, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Justin Phil and the Chicago Bears so hopefully Aaron Rodgers gets a win that game week two uh another quarterback yeah moving along. that I hope can put a slash in the win column as well that took a nice little whooping on Sunday it was Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals yeah that game was rough it was rough uh Let's see, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs completely dominated that game, beating the Arizona Cardinals 44-21, okay? I'm not going to lie, not the biggest Mahomes fan, just not. Phenomenal quarterback, okay? Great kid, just not a fan. Not a fan, sorry. Uh, But Mahomes came out. My man came out. trying to let us know he came out proving to us that what you seen last year when I started was not the real me because remember I don't know what happened last season the beginning of the season he was off all around I don't know if it was uh the marriage the baby the brother acting up so my man Patrick Mahomes came out and did his thing he completed 30 of 39 passes For 360 yards and five touchdowns. Look, the kid is legit. I mean, he came back. He came out. uh, And he played like the Patrick Mahomes we've seen play just a couple years ago when they went to the championship. Like, we know he could play. Last year didn't start off so well. He ended well. Again, you know how I feel about that game where he did end. Um, Also, though, um, look. Travis Kelsey did his thing. I still believe and I still truly believe that the Buffalo Bills were the better team. I know last season, I think the Bills would have won, had the new rules, which are now implemented this season regarding overtime and the playoffs had been different. Buffalo Bills would have been in that championship game and we would have seen what we seen Thursday night. Mm -hmm. We would have. Nobody wants to believe me, but that's all right. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, he didn't do too bad. <sighs> Kyler Murray just couldn't, just couldn't get up. Twenty-two completed the thirty-four passes, one hundred ninety-three yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, pretty much they couldn't stop Kansas City. That, that's all there was to it. Um, I, I don't even know how else to say that. They just could not stop Kansas City. They could not stop Patrick Mahomes period. They just couldn't do it. So, uh, they're going to need to go back. Okay. They're going to have to really go back and, uh, look at some defense. Okay. Cause I just really, really feel like, uh, the way the Cardinals played, it's going to be tough for them to do what they did last season. And last season they were Last season, what? They won the first nine games? Yeah, they won their first nine straight games. The first nine straight games. And then they fell off. Murray got injured. Some other things happened. And now here we are, game one. And they look completely destroyed and broke down by the Kansas City Chiefs. But hey, uh, that was Patrick Mahomes. And I will say, I don't know what's gonna happen this year in the NFC. It's just hard to see how Kyler Murray and them started off, how it ended, and now here we are. But uh, nonetheless, it's just week one. right? Don't panic. It's just week one. Calm down, everybody. Don't panic. It's just week one. This show Is sponsored by the Sean Rayford Experience. Sean Rayford has had an ongoing love affair with the sax. And the way his musical talent has impacted so many people over the years of live performing, there is no doubt that the title of his full-length, highly anticipated album would be known as Man With A Horn. And the spark that created Man With The Horn, as well as many of its unique tracks, was a text message that Sean received from Derek D.O.A. Allen, a renowned bassist and producer amongst pop, R&B, and contemporary jazz artists, such as Prince, Janet Jackson, Brian Culbertson, Toby Mac, and Lionel Richie, just to name a few. So whether he is the main attraction or he's opening up for performers such as singers, rappers, comedians, or even spoken word artists, Sean Rayford's presence is the centerpiece of any presentation, highlighting his artistry, his enthusiasm, and showmanship, as well as his ability to be able to uh, perform and express himself within a multitude of genres. You can get the Man With The Horn album On any streaming major platforms, for booking or interviews, please reach out to Sean at SeanRayfordSaxx at gmail.com. Or you can visit the website at www.SeanRayfordSaxx.com. That's SeanRayfordSaxx.com. We're talking about Dak Prescott and them boys. Okay. Then boys got beat by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 19 to 3. Mm-hmm. Then boys got beat by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 19 to 3. Hey, look, they didn't get beat, they got whooped. Okay? They absolutely got whooped. I you know what? I said this last year as well. I see why the cowboy fans be so frustrated. I really truly do. Because just when you think it can't get any worse with the Cowboys, it gets worse. Like, how does it get worse? It starts off bad, kind of playing down, then all of a sudden it just gets worse every single time they lose. It just, it's bad. I'm sorry. It was it, it was hard to watch. Um, it, it was hard to watch. I don't know what Dak was doing. I, I don't know what he was doing. Forcing passes. Just... Look at like he couldn't see who was open, what was going on. He just was trying to rush and force stuff. It just it just looked bad. I mean, we aside from the hand injury, okay, didn't even come until the fourth quarter. So we can't even say it had anything to do with the hand injury. What I can say it had something to do with is Dak Prescott. So while he's telling people not to panic, no, they need to panic. Y'all don't believe me, and I've said it. It's Dak. It's Dak. That's who it is. I'm, I'm just going to say it. There, I said it. It's Dak Prescott. Every time, clutch time, every time. you see the game last year when he played? Playoff games against my team, the 49ers. He lost that game. I mean, we almost lost that game. He lost that game. Think about it. I'm just saying, Cowboy fans, I see why y'all get so upset. Because I would be super frustrated with him as well. You know who else was frustrated? Jerry. Mm-hmm. Jerry was frustrated. Did you see the veins under his eyes? His eyeballs popping out, he was turning red. Yeah, he's frustrated. Don't panic. No, Cowboys, y'all need to panic, okay? Y'all got whooped. Dak gonna be out about six to eight weeks. Y'all might wanna panic. Maybe a little panic is what you need. Maybe a little panic will get you to play a little bit better. I don't know. But you did play Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You did play the goat who came out throwing like he was 20 something years old. Okay, we're talking about Tom Brady, 45 on the field looking younger than these players on the field. 45. Tom Brady, like 18 completed passes out of 27, 212 yards, one touchdown. He did have an interception, uh, but that's okay. Okay, because between him and Fournette. And him and Mike Evans, they're going to always get it done. It's Tom Brady, folks. This man is the GOAT. This man missed a week of training camp. I'm going to be gone. I'll be back when the season starts. Preseason. He missed a week of training camp. (laughs) Of course, to go take care of some personal matters. But it's Tom Brady. Did you need him at training camp? He knew you didn't need him. And still came out and beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. I knew that was going to happen. I mean, I knew it was gonna happen. Cowboys shoot themselves in the foot every opportunity they get. And Cowboy fans, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sorry that it had to go down that way. Um, Why don't you get you a defensive coordinator, okay? Uh, A better one, someone like Todd Bowles, okay? Because that man knows exactly what he's doing because that line (laughs) completely shut down. To completely shut down the Cowboys. Three points. But hey. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, We won't panic. We'll see what happens next week. And week two. Uh, Because guess what? The Cowboys are going to be playing. The Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. AFC champs. The Cincinnati Bengals. So don't panic. But you might want to panic. Because you're going to be playing. The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you. Season's already starting off a little dramatic, I think. Yeah, dramatic, Dak, just a little bit. (laughs) All right, well, look, so when we did wrap up last season, we talked about some other um, quarterbacks and trades and one particular trade that happened like almost immediately, which was probably the most shocking trade of the postseason is the next quarterback I want to talk about, and that is the trade of the one and only Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Seattle Seahawks traded Russell Wilson in March. Okay. In March, y'all. The draft and stuff didn't happen. You know, trades happen almost immediately. They're already in the works. What The draft was in April. But in March, Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos. And here we see them matchup and here we see this game okay which was an amazing monday night game like i said i think week one started great buffalo bills and the rams and ended with russell wilson the denver broncos losing to the seattle seahawks but that's all right because look russell came out there he was in seattle he got a nice warm welcome um and oddly oddly Coincidentally, the quarterback for, or former quarterback of the Denver Broncos is now the new quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. I told you it was quarterback matchups this week. Um, I'm talking about um, Drew Luck. Now, Drew Locke did not play because he was out and said he was out due to COVID. And Geno Smith stepped in, which... He did a phenomenal game, but we've seen Geno Smith play before. We've seen him as the backup quarterback. We know he knows what he's doing. Drew Locke, though, is actually named the official backup or the official quarterback, should I say, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. So um, that was a really good game. A little disappointing at the end. I really was rooting for Russell Wilson. Um, I think he could have won that game. I mean, they lost it, what, 16-17? And you've seen Wilson do what he did. Okay, I don't know if the Broncos just don't trust him yet or what, but you also gave this man, right after preseason started, a five year, $245 million contract. So you must trust him to a certain extent, but you didn't trust him in that last play. So we see Russell Wilson and we know he can do it. Give him the ball. Let him do what he does. Did you see what he did? He marched the Denver Broncos on down the field and set them up in what I think was a great position. Now, I will say the fumble at the one yard line didn't help the situation at all, but we're talking about Russell Wilson and we're talking about a fourth and four conversion fourth and four, fourth and five, whatever it was. Okay. We're talking about Russell Wilson. But instead of trusting Russell Wilson, you bring in your kicker for a 64 yard field goal attempt. You bring in Brandon McManus, not to say anything about McManus, to attempt a 64 yard field goal instead of trying the conversion. Your chances were better with Russell Wilson converting that first down, which could have, and I believe, would have led to a win for the Denver Broncos, but they didn't do that and said they kick a field. I just want to know though, what is the percentage of field goal or kickers that actually have made a 64-yard field goal in that position, in that situation? Because I'm sure the percentage and the chances of that being made are very slim, very slim. But at the end of the day. They did what they did, but they're gonna learn. You better trust Russell next time. You're paying the man. Let him do something, let him play. That's all he wants to do. Let the man play. You should have let him convert it over, but whatever. They did Nonetheless, that was an amazing Monday night football game. I was really excited to um see that game uh, particularly because those two quarterbacks both came from the opposite teams and Russell was going back to Seattle he had to go back to Seattle to play that game but hey I'll take it that's how it is I'll take it <laughs> all right well you know what else I'm gonna take I am gonna take a little minute right now to thank one of our sponsors That's right. I want to thank uh, my personal sponsor, Sean Rayford and the Sean Rayford Band for being a sponsor on the OnStage Plus TV network. Thank you, Sean Rayford, for supporting Rose Corner. Uh, You can find Sean Rayford and friends, Sean Rayford and the band, the Sean Rayford Experience. Um, at www.SeanRayfordSaxx.com. You can also find him on all your major streaming platforms. Uh, let's see. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok under Sean Rayford. Check him out. Sounds of some smooth jazz. Yeah. If you like smooth jazz, you will love Sean Rayford. So thank you to our sponsors. Um, all right. So what else are we doing? One last thank you. One last shout out. Okay. Look. I'm sorry, if I didn't cover your team, if I didn't give you the scores you wanted, I really do apologize for that. But it was week one. There was a lot of games and a lot of stuff to cover, but I'll tell you what I will do for you. I'll give you some scores of some previous games that were played maybe you didn't hear. Maybe they weren't your highlights, but just in case you missed them, here are your scores from some other games that actually took place on Sunday as well. New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons. The New Orleans Saints beat the Falcons 27-26. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Bengals 23-20. to That was a good game. A.J. Brown actually looked really, really good. Uh, another good game that I thought was played was the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles played the Detroit Lions. They won 38-35. The Colts, they tied with the Texans 20-20. That game... That game, I kind of questioned a little bit. I'm not really sure why Levy Smith decided to take the tie. Uh, But, uh, I mean, he didn't get a loss. So, I guess there's no loss, no win. He took the tie, double overtime. I still think, I don't know. I still don't like that call. I don't think it was the greatest call ever. But, they did it. Uh, The New England Patriots lost to the Miami Dolphins 20-7. 20-7, to y'all. Some of these games, I don't know. But I told you, last season, the Dolphins were looking pretty good. If you caught them in the post, uh, trying to get into the postseason, because by the time the season ended, they had won four straight games at the end of last season. So the Dolphins were trying to make a comeback. It was a little late, but it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do this year. That was a good game. Uh, another good game to watch. I was happy to see Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens beat the New York Jets 24 to nine. Jackson looked amazing. He looked like the Lamar Jackson. We're used to seeing him be and play. Um, you know, he scrambles. That's just what Lamar likes to do. He likes to run. So he's going to scramble. But um, he looked relaxed. He looked comfortable. He looked confident. He hit his targets. He had a really, really Really good game, so um, kudos to Lamar Jackson because again, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, The Washington Commanders, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 28 to 22. And then uh, the Tennessee Titans, they lost to the New York Giants. That was actually a really good game. Giants pulled that game off. Um, New head coach on that team, uh, Brian DeBall, I think is is his name. Uh, pulled that off in the end. It was some good play calling actually in that game. Uh, Titans defense just kind of broke down at the last minute. It was a lot going on with that. Uh, but we've seen the New York Giants win. They beat the Titans 21 to 20. Okay. All right. There, see, I gave you scores of all the games that I did not cover. So, um, there you have it. That was week one Rose corner right here. So, Hey, look, do me a favor go ahead and follow me. I need you to follow me on all of my social media sites. You can follow me, you'll find Rose Corner. Uh, you'll find me, Rokita Rayford on Instagram. You'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on TikTok, um, where else? You'll actually also find me on Instagram under the the.perfect.arch. And in that link, you'll actually, in that page, you'll actually find a link that will take you right to the OnStage Plus TV network, where you can find me in Rose Corner, giving you your NFL highlights. All right? All right. So I think I covered everything. Y'all good? Good. That's it. That was week one. Week one has come and gone. Now we have uh, week two. Week two, you have the Los Angeles. Oh, look at that. Huh, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, interesting. They're both currently what? One and one now because they both just won. So that is going to kick off week two for you. Thursday night. You don't want to miss that game. And then next week, you will see me here week two with more of your NFL highlights. All right. It's your girl Rokita. I'm signing off. I went over my time. Week one was just a whole lot to cover, but you will definitely see me back here. I'll see you next week, folks.